The other week we were talking about Abraham's gospel. I just want to touch it a little bit today. The gospel that was preached to Abraham. What was it? We tried to define that last week. So, let me add up a few things this morning. Turn with me to Genesis 18. And we look at 18. Genesis 18 verse 18. The Bible says, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and a mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. The Lord was speaking here and said, I will let Abraham know what I intend to do. Anyway, when he wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, but what I want you to pick up there is, the nation shall be blessed in Abraham. Because God already said, whoever calls you, I'm going to cause. Whoever blesses you, I'm going to bless. Hallelujah. Okay, go to Galatians 3 verse 6. Galatians 3 verse 6. Hallelujah. It says, even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for... Righteousness. What did Abraham really believe God for? What, what is it that he believed God for? We're going to find out. But note that the righteousness is directly connected to his believing in what God said. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Get into Galatians 3. Go to verse 16. Go to verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed where the promise is made. He said not to not and to seed as of many but as of one and to thy seed which is Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, Galatians 3, again, verse 7. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there? The same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith. Preached before the gospel unto Abraham saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. Now I want to look at that simple word, through faith. What does it mean, through faith? It's not the same thing as by faith. The word true, the Greek word is simply ek, ak. It means origin. The point where an action or emotion proceeds from. So, for instance, if this were to be 
a strong object or that have a ball, for instance, put the ball on the floor, and I kick the ball, the ball begins to move. Faith is the source that propels the ball to start moving. Are you listening? The source, the point at which emotion or action originates. That is faith. Hallelujah. And it means from and out. So, for instance, if you have a circle and the thing comes this way, as you mean you have a circle, and let's say we pierce the circle through, maybe we pierce the circle through, maybe with a sword or anything, it's coming from the other side. Faith begins. It goes through the circle and comes out on the other side. The energy that starts the action is what they call faith. You see, true faith. Now, I'm going to define this so that you understand the source of faith and what faith really is. It's not just a concept. Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2, verse number 2. Look at what it said. Looking unto Jesus, the author, and what? The finisher of our faith. Now, if you look at it this way, what faith is he talking about? Because remember, the Gentiles are going to be justified, blessed through faith. That means faith is what makes them to come to the place of blessing. And don't forget the word true, which means the origin of the source of their blessing is faith. Now you listen to this. Let's take this from the message. It says, keep your eyes on Jesus. Come on, are you done with me? And what happened? Who both began and finished this race we are in. Are you seeing that? Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race that we are in. So the source of your believing is who? It's Christ. Are you getting that? Don't forget the simple definition of true. The source from which an action and emotion takes up. You see, Jesus said, no man can come unto me except the Father does what? Draw him. It means for you to even believe at all is the act of God. Can you get that? So that's why I really enjoy the message translation here. You wouldn't be a believer except God originated the act in your life. So he said, keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we are in. 
Now, you watch this. If you look at this translation, there is something there you need to pick as well. He began fast, finished fast. <laughs> Did you see that? Because to God, anything he begins, he already finished. Can you get that? He began fast, finished fast. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, he says, like what we read, those who are of faith at Abraham's seed. Remember what we read there? Those who are of faith. Now, I want to look at that a little bit again. Those who are of faith. What does it mean to be of faith? Now, you see, scripture talks about children of Israel. What does that mean? It means Israel gave birth to them. Are you there with me? Does it make sense? Children of Israel. Don't necessarily mean the congregation of Israelites. What it means, the source of being an Israelite is from somewhere. And what do you mean children of Israel? Remember, Israel and Jacob is one person, but a different person in a different realm. Jacob became Israel. I mean, if you remember that. Jacob didn't give birth to the 12 tribe. It was Israel that gave birth to the 12 tribe. And it was when God changed his name that he gave birth to the 12 tribe. God didn't give a covenant to Jacob. He gave a covenant to Israel. So Jacob lived under grace. It was Israel that lived under law. Are you getting that? So when he said, children of Israel, we are talking about a product of a man. <laughs> are you picking that? The children of David, the children of Ogaga. Oh, come on. Is anybody getting what I'm saying here? When you're talking about a child of, you are talking about parenting someone. Does it make sense? So we have children See, those who are of faith are children of Abraham. Now, watch it again. Those who are of faith are Abraham's seed, not seeds. Now, what is Abraham's seed? Christ. You remember that? Good. Now, those who are of faith are Abraham's seed. All right. Let's look at the word of faith. Like I'm trying to explain. To be of faith is to belong or be born of someone. Or to be of is to be born of someone. Look at it this way. Just turn with me to John. 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. Look at what it says. Verse 12. It says, Not as king who was of that wicked one. 
and slew his brother. Can you get that? What does it mean? Cain was off the wicked one. It means the source of his action was the devil. So now Cain became a child of the devil. Is that making sense? I'm trying to define for you what it means to be of faith. Look at John chapter 8, verse 44. Ye are of your father, the devil. And the loss of your father you will do. What does that mean? The devil gave bad to you. <laughs> are you getting it? Okay. Very interesting. Matthew chapter 1 verse 20. Matthew 1 verse 20. But while he thought, this is Joseph and Mary. When Mary became pregnant, and Joseph wanted to put her away privately, the angel appeared unto Joseph and said this. But while he thought on those things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Can you get that? So what does it mean, of the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is responsible. The Holy Ghost is the source. The Holy Ghost is the originator of the conception. Is it clear? So now back to what we said. Watch this now. Hallelujah. Those who are of faith are Abraham's seed. What is that saying? I've already defined what faith stands for there. The author and the finisher, the originator and the finisher. Is that okay? All right. You're going to see very clearly, very simple. I want you to understand. Remember, we're looking at how you can come to be blessed. Back to Galatians chapter 3, verse 39. Galatians 3, 39, 29. Those who are of faith are Abraham's seed. By implication, faith is the source of being Abraham's seed. Hmm? Come on, are we together? Now, Galatians 3.29. Look at this. Are you seeing something already? If ye be Christ, what do you mean if ye be Christ? If you are a product of Christ, if you belong to Christ, Come on, are you there with me? Then, are ye what? So what is faith? You're looking at me now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? Listen, those who are of faith are Abraham's seed. If ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham sees. So what is faith? Come on. <laughs> Are you saying it? It's so easy. 
And he now says, and heirs according to what? The promise. If ye are of Christ, if ye be Christ, if Christ possess you, if Christ originates your life, then you are Abraham's seed according to the promise. So even when God was making the promise to Abraham, it was you. Come on now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Interesting sometimes when you're reading the scriptures and what begins to come out. Now, look at very interesting aspect of this. Verse 23 of Galatians 3. Verse 23. But before faith came, <laughs> as I took you, I told you, faith is not just some entry stuff. It's a being. Before faith came. So what will you want to put there? Before Christ came, glory to God. Are you seeing it? We were kept under the law. Shut up unto that, which afterward be what? Revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Can you get it now? The law was a schoolmaster to lead us to our source, which is Christ. That we might be what? Justified by him. I'm rewriting if you will. <laughs> so when you talk about being justified by faith, you are simply being justified by Jesus. By his sacrifice. It is the blood that justifies. Am I right? Merely thinking about something doesn't justify you in this sense. The blood of Jesus justifies us from all sins. The law was the schoolmaster leading us unto faith, which is Christ. Hallelujah. Verse 25. But after that, a crisis come. But faith is what you see there. We are no longer under a schoolmaster. Praise the living God. You know what? This is like a great contest. It's like what you have when a child is going to school. You have some guard that took the child to school. They will take the child to school and make sure, you know, the child doesn't get involved in an accident or something like that. That's the contest in what he's saying. So the Lord was just guiding you, guiding you, guiding you until you get to the place, to your master. To the very man that he wants to guide you on to. That's why scripture says, the Lord, the prophet, and the son, they all spoke about me. So the scripture would just been directing us, or just directing people towards who? Christ. And when you hit Christ, you got faith. And as soon as you get into him, the blessings of Abraham are ignited, which God spoke in the book of Genesis. Hallelujah. Now look at this. If you follow that so far. Genesis 12. And then you look at that. Genesis 12. Look at verse 3. Praise the Lord. I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be what? Be blessed. In thee. 
That indeed has to do with the seed of Abraham. Now, I read the scripture just now. It said, we're all kept under the law. And sometimes when you look at that, you say, well, it's talking about the law of Moses. Okay, let me read the scripture so that you understand. John chapter 5. Look at verse 45, then to 46. John 5, 45, 46. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you. Even Moses in whom you trust. <laughs> so, <laughs> who is accusing the people? Moses. What is Moses? The law. So if the law is Moses, faith is Christ. Is that making sense? You were kept under Moses until faith, which is Christ, should come. I'm not the one accusing you. Moses is. What is Moses? The law. So you see, the law is represented by Moses, just like faith is represented by who? Christ. Look like, like what he said. 46, thank you, Father. For had you believed Moses, which is the law, you will have believed me. Is it simple? For he wrote about me. So you can't separate a man from what he said or what he spoke or what he has written. Hallelujah. Come on, are you seeing anything here? Mm -hmm. Now, Galatians 22, verse 16. I mean, Genesis, Genesis 22, 16. God is speaking here. And said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For thou, because thou, remember this when Abraham offered Isaac. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withholding thy son, the only son, that in blessing I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thee seed. As the stars of heaven. He didn't say seeds. I will multiply thy seed. And that seed is who? Christ. So what happened? If a corn of wheat falls to the ground and die. Come on now. It bringeth forth what? Much fruits. I will multiply thy seed. So what is that supposed to mean? You are. Christ on the face of the earth. I will multiply thy seed. He's talking to Abraham. Are you getting me? Not many seed, one seed. And Jesus said in John 12, if we come off with a buy remnant alone, but if we fall to the ground and die, what happened? He bringeth forth much fruit. That's the multiplication. Hallelujah. As the stars of heaven, the sound of the sea, which are upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of what? Of his enemies. And so Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gate of hell cannot prevail. There is no force that can prevail against you if you are Christ. Are you following me? You are 
you are too fortified to be impregnated by any power on the face of the earth. If you can appreciate what I'm talking about this morning. You are too strong, too walled off. The gates of hell cannot prevail, but they shall possess the gates of their enemies. Now, you see, look at that scripture again. And thy seed, which is Christ, shall possess the gate of his. Come on, are you getting that? That means there is no force that can stop Jesus when he wants to conquer. Thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Praise the living God. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. In thy seed, in who? In Christ. All nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Praise the living God. Now let me show you something here. Acts chapter 3. Very interesting. Praise the Lord. Look at that. Verse 25. Acts 3. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, and in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you false God. You know what he's saying? Unto you Jews. God having raised up his son Jesus. Can you get that now? So the seed is who? Jesus. Sent him to do what? To bless you. What is the blessing? In turning away every one of you from what? His iniquities. Hallelujah. The beginning of the blessing of the promise that God gave to Abraham is that he would turn you away from your iniquities. And once your iniquities are turned away, all other things follows. And so you're going to read the book of Proverbs 10 verse 22. The blessings of the Lord make it rich and it adds no sorrow. Praise the living God. Are you following me? <laughs> Praise the living God. The blessings of the Lord make it rich and it added no sorrow. Unto you, first of all, the Jews, hath God revealed this blessing in turning away every man from his iniquity. By implication, it's another of saying, in forgiving your sins. So the blessing starts from the point of your sins being forgiven, which has to do with the sacrifice of Jesus. Are you connecting that? So you go to Galatians 3, back now. And see. Galatians 3 verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. 
You know that what we are no longer under Moses. Be made a cause for us. For it's written, cause is every man that hanged on a tree. That you can get from Deuteronomy 21, verse 23. So, after the man had been hung on the tree, what's the next thing that follows? Verse 14. Come on, look at it again. Cause is everyone that hanging on the tree. That, that's the next thing. What? The blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through. <laughs> through faith. Through Jesus. Can you see that? Hallelujah. That the blessing of Abraham might come unto Jesus through Jesus' faith, Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through Christ. <laughs> because you know what he said? I'll go away. When I go away, I'll send you the comforter. It's not faith that is giving you the Holy Spirit. It's Christ that is giving you the Holy Spirit. Can you get what I'm talking about? So, if you start speaking in tongues, whatever thing you're doing, it's because. It's not just if you're faith. You don't have faith. You don't have faith. No, 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 no. You've got to have Christ. And then he gives you the spirit. When he said wait on the upper room, that was not the issue of faith. He simply said wait. And then, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the Holy Spirit came. Are you getting what I'm talking about? He said, I will send you the promise of the Father. So as you have him, you have the Holy Spirit. Because that's part of the gift he gives to you. And that's part of the blessing. The spiritual blessing that comes to your life, primarily and first and foremost, is that your sins are forgiven, and then you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In that gift of the Holy Spirit, you can have what we call the spirit of discernment. And you even have to have wisdom to navigate life. Hallelujah. You know, I wonder how people pray. I, I used to say this. You know, sometimes when you kneel down to pray, man, you're just talking to your father. And one or two things that lives difficult may just open up. Hallelujah. Most time I kneel down to pray, I just see things that I'm supposed to do. and see answers, I see solutions. That thing hanging up there was what the Lord showed me three days ago when I was praying. If they bring it down, you'll be surprised what is used in making that thing you see in there. Because we're trying to find a solution. We cannot get the size of this board to buy. And kneel down to pray and the Lord show me, take this, take this, put them together. You get that. That's what I told my wife. I said, I have an answer to what we're looking for. Amen? Wisdom comes to so you. Holy Spirit comes to your life. Begin to cause you to find answers to your problems. You know, for those of us who started here, there's a big pillar here, another big pillar there. And they were walking, I was lying down meditating. All of a sudden, the Lord said, go tell them, stop the projection. Because the pillar that was standing here was supposed to hold this decking. I mean, if you remember that. The Lord said, go tell them to stop. Take it to the back. Add it to the office project. I ran down here, I said, stop. We're extending behind. Take this extension, put it behind. Now the offices are bigger. The Holy Spirit. Are you following what I'm talking about? That's the blessing of Abraham coming upon our lives. 
to navigate life, to go through difficult situations, you have the Holy Spirit. Because you are a child of faith. Christ in Abraham. If ye be Christ, if Christ has possessed you, the next thing you have is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Are you following me? Your prayer becomes easy. But you need them to pray. Let me, let me tell you something. You know, the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, it said, if you will obey my voice, you shall not be below, you shall be the head and not below. You understand that? And they begin to tell you the blessings and all that. Have you taken time to study that scripture? If you obey. What about if you don't obey? You can get anything. But in faith in Christ, I don't need to. It's not a question of obeying anything. It comes to me because I'm in him. Now check that scripture and you see. If you go back to read it on your own, you discover that we have 13 verses of blessing. 14. But we have 52 verses on cousins. Look at the ratio. 14 blessings for obeying. 52 causes for disobeying. How are you going to survive? Just to get 14, you struggle to. And if you miss one, you go back to square one. That means even the 14 cannot come through. And if you manage to get through, the blessing of maybe 13th number. And something just happened along the line. Everything is cancelled. So you can't even get the 14. But after that, you go and look at the chain of cousins. 52 out of, I mean, look at the ratio. 52 cousins compared to just 14 blessings. Why do you want to walk on that Moses? Why do you want to walk on that Moses? Hallelujah. Romans 8 verse 1. Hallelujah. Hey. Are you there? Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but what? After the spirit. But you know after the spirit. You're going for the spirit. Have you heard people say somebody is coming after me? You know what it means to be after somebody? You're locating. No condemnation to those who are after, locating, moving, walking, pursuing the spirit. No condemnation. He said, when you read, does these things minister to you? When you just read, you just read. I have a problem, maybe. Because if I sit down to read, what I see is a little bit different. Sometimes and almost all the time, anyway. You're after. You're pursuing. It's like saying the book of Isaiah and say, those who are testing, let them come. Those who, who test like the, as the dear taste after. You understand that? The water brooks. So my soul thirsts after you. How much hunger of God is in your life? Those who walk after the Spirit. It's like saying, seek for the kingdom of God and it's right. And all these things shall do what? Shall be added. Or shall follow you. Or this sign shall follow them. Follow. Something is coming behind. 
So when you are after, you are locating, you are pursuing. Praise the Lord. For the law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus, faith has made me free from what? The law of sin and death. For what the Lord could not do in that it was worked through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, condemn sin where? In the flesh. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5. Praise the Lord. Trying to see if we can truly, I don't know. But let's look at this. It's important. Second Corinthians 5. Look at this. Verse 21. Sorry, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. 2 Corinthians, please. For he had made him to be seen for us who knew no sin, that we might be made, what? The righteousness of God in him. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Righteousness is not about what you do. Hallelujah. You are righteous because you are in him. Amen? You are a righteous man. Because you are in Christ. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Wait a minute. He didn't say he made him to commit sin. He made him to be sin. He made him to be something. And that something is called sin. Hmm? Are, you, are you getting what I'm talking about? He made him to be sin. He didn't say he made him to commit sin. No. He made him to be sin. That means he became a sin. If I may use the word, and of course, sin offering. That you might be made what? The righteousness of God. So if, if he became sin because of you, you can become righteous because of him. That is just it. He made him, and he made you. Oh, come on, somebody need to catch this. He spoke to Abraham, I will make your name great. Is his name great today? I will make your name great. Now, if he made, he made that promise to Abraham, and he truly made Abraham's name great today on the face of the earth, if he says he's making you righteous, why do you think it's impossible for you to be a righteous person? He made you. Praise the living God. Give me Isaiah 54 again. I want to look at that. Isaiah 54. Let's look at 16, 17. Hallelujah. King James. Okay, just go down to 17. Okay, let's start from there. Behold, I've created a smear that blow the coals and the fire and that bring it forth an instrument of his work, and I've created a waste to destroy. I have created. Next verse. 
No weapon formed against you shall do what? Prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against in judgment that shall condemn. This is what? The heritage of the servant of the law and what? Their righteousness is of me. The reason you can condemn any tongue that rises against you is because you are a righteous man. And not because of what you have done, but because he made you righteous. Their righteousness is of me. Not what they've done. Not what they will do. Jesus came for baptism. And the voice came. This is my beloved son, in whom I were pleased. Hear, hear him. What has Jesus done? Then he has not started doing miracles. He has not started doing signs and wonders. What did he do that made him to please God? You see, sometimes when we read, we don't think. The problem is we, we assume because of what we've been told before. As at when God made that statement, Jesus had not started doing signs and wonders. So what did he do to please God? This my beloved son, whom I wear, please. Hear him. What has he done? Hallelujah. Any tongue that shall rise against you, you shall condemn. And it's your heritage. Oh, come on. Somebody needs to get that. What does it mean, heritage? It is what you inherit. You didn't work for it. It's not because you can pray so well. It's not. No, 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 no. It's something you inherit because you belong to a home. You got a father. Hallelujah. A brother was sharing with us about David and Goliath. Any tongue that shall rise against you, you shall condemn. That is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. For their righteousness is of me. So David can stand to condemn Goliath. <laughs> but you know what he said? You coming to me with sword and arrows and spear. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. He believed in the covenant. It's like saying, listen to me. You trying to fight with a righteous man? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to bring you down. I'm going to cut off your neck. Are you sitting there with me? Ha ha ha. Woo! It is David that said in the book of Simon, said, Blessed is he whose iniquities are forgiven. Blessed is he whose sins are not imputed. Is, that, is, that, is anybody getting that? David understood what the righteousness of God was. The Goliath, listen, I'm coming. I'm not thinking about anything at the backside. I'm going to bring you down. Are you getting that? Because I believe in the name of the Lord. I'm a righteous fellow in Israel. And I come to you in the covenant of Israel. That I represent God. These ones are intimidated, but I'm not going to be intimidated. I know who I am. Hallelujah. I'm a righteous person. And I've got a heritage. Because I belong to the covenant of God. And what happened? Goliath came down. With five stones, which is grace. Five is the number of grace. He took five stones. 
and brother Goliath. We go back to read the scripture and find that he had other brothers. So each stone was for one of the brothers. All crazy enemies in your life, one stone is going to take down each one of them. Are you still there? One of the things the five stone does is to kill your five senses. But that's your major goal here right now. For as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. So all your five senses, the grace of God is going to deal with them. For we live not by what we see. For that which is seen is war, temporal. But that which is not seen is war, eternal. So David picked five stones because it was a righteous man, two grace, and he done Goliath, located the rest of his brothers and brought them all down. Check your Bible. There were five giants there. So each stone for each giant. Hallelujah. And there was one of them that had six toes. Huh? On each leg. And you understand that? Seriously. And that represented the fullness of man. The fullness of Adam. Say, I'm fully man. <laughs> Glory to God. Are you still there with me? Because man was created on the sixth day. Say, I'm full man. God help his church. Look up. Where are we? Go back. Second Corinthians 5. I think we're going to end up here. I'm sure you've been able to pick something. But listen, your righteousness of God is not what you do. God made him sin. God, God just made him sin that you might be made righteous. You're a righteous man. He made you. <laughs> Verse 22 of Second Corinthians 5. But the scripture has concluded all sin. That they promised by faith. So you get a little bit of what they call the difference now. You see, by faith and true faith. Can you get it now? We read true faith in Galatians. This is talking about by faith of Jesus Christ. Might be given to them that do what? That believe. This is where your responsibility comes in. Ability to believe that you are righteous. Ability to believe that all judgment that you were supposed to receive from God have been poured upon Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, when you go to buy Coca-Cola, you will see in those times the bottle, they'll say, maybe in our currency, maybe you say, how much you buy Coke? How much you buy Coke? One bottle? 60 naira? Okay, something. Okay. You go to buy Coke and they said 60 naira per bottle. But if you watch it, they will say liquid content only. Have you seen that? That means the 60 naira did not cover the bottle, so return the bottle. So what you are buying is the liquid content. Now, God took your sin and poured it on Jesus and cocked it. So Jesus is sin. Are you getting that? The body took all of the content of your sin, poured on him. He contained it, and he took it to the cross. He came out on the other side a different person. Are you getting that? And because he took it from you, 
What is left on you now is what? Righteousness. Because God now poured. Come on now. So you might be walking as a human being, but your content is what? Serious. Liquid content only. Hallelujah. Are you following me? You don't have to look at yourself. Am I righteous? Getting gray hair, am I righteous? That's not the problem. We're not talking about that. It's the liquid content. Because that which is seen is temporal. That which is not seen is eternal. What is on your inside is what? Righteousness. You are a deposit of righteousness. And it, when issues come, you got provoked. And righteousness comes out. Demolish everything that wants to stand against you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now look at this again. Verse 23. Praise the Lord. Are we still on the same page? Whew. Okay, we can just leave there and move on to something else very quickly. Let me just quickly finish with this. Go to Galatians 3. Back to Galatians 3. Back to Galatians 3. Verse 27. Look at what he's saying. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Can somebody say, Pastor, I'm not yet baptized. Just hold on. I'm not talking about you being dipped in H2O. H2O have nothing to do with what I'm talking about. That have nothing to do with cleansing your sin. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Follow it. Are you there with me? Galatians 3, verse 27. For as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Okay, one more scripture down and then I explain. Um, Romans 13. Verse 14. Are you there? Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the loss thereof. As many as are baptized into Christ are put on Christ. Put ye on. What does it mean to put on Christ? In Greek language, this word put on Christ or to put on somebody means to assume the interest of the person. It means to enter into his views. It means to imitate him. And it means to be holy, to be on his side. That's what it means to put on. So you can say put on Caesar. Put on David. Put on Kevin. What he's trying to say is be on his side. Imitate him. Carry his thought pattern. Think like him. Fight on his side. That's what it means to put on somebody. As many as are baptized have put on Christ. By implication, baptism brings you to the place of truly following, not just following, you've carried everything that is Christ. You are becoming Christ personified on the face of the earth. And that's what happened in the book of Acts chapter 11. When the people begin to do what they were doing, they said, these are 
Christians. That's what it means to be baptized into somebody. You are carrying his views. You are carrying his thought. You are carrying his mindset. So if Jesus became sin, released to you righteousness, carry the thought pattern of that which has brought you into. You are baptized into him. Means now you think like him. You act like him. You imitate him. You carry his views. You can die for his sake if you will for what you believe. Hallelujah. Are you there? Ooh. You, the, see, if you go back home and you're going to read, you're going to read 1 Corinthians 10. Those who listen to the broadcast, I, I try to explain that. But if you read it from the Amplified Translation, it gives you a better explanation to that. In the book of 1 Corinthians 10, where you read, the Bible says, the children of Israel were baptized unto Moses. How many of you have read that before? Okay, 1 Corinthians 10. Let me just see. I'll take it from the, from the Amplified Translation. 1 Corinthians 10, read it from this one. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? If you have the Amplified 5, if you don't have it, put anyone on the board. King James, and then I read. For I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, that our fathers were under, I mean, all under and protected by the cloud in which God's presence went before them. And every one of them passed safely through the Red Sea. Verse 2. And each one of them allowed himself also to be baptized into Moses. In the cloud and in the sea. They were doors. Hallelujah. Oh, we have it. Good. Are you seeing that? No, you see that? See what baptism means? They were doors brought what? Under obligation to the law. To Moses and to what? And to the covenant consecrated and set apart to what? To the service of God. Baptism. Is it simple there? They allow themselves to be brought under obligation to the law. That's what it means to be baptized into Moses. So Moses, like we said before, is what? The law. So now, if you are baptized into Moses, you, you allowed yourself to be brought under obligation to the law and the covenant. Now you are baptized into Christ. Can you see that? What is that supposed to mean? You allow yourself to be brought under obligation to Christ, to grace, to faith in him, to the blessings of Abraham by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! That's what baptism means. Align yourself and through your belief, align yourself that the blessing God promised in Abraham may become yours. So put it on the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Is anybody following what I'm doing here? Man, we all are baptized into Christ. If we believe in Christ, if we really come to the conclusion that yes, we're righteous, oh, come on. What are we saying? We are in a place to receive every benefit that's supposed to come through the seed of Abraham as we are now Christ's seed, or as it were, Jesus, be me, and I am becoming Jesus. Because he took my sin nature 
Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? He took it to the cross. He nailed it to the cross. And what are we saying here? Every blessing that God promised Abraham through the seed is now your blessing. But you have to allow yourself to be baptized into who? Into Christ. You've come into the place saying, everything you did for me, I receive it. Everything you ever wanted to do, which you did, I accept and I believe it. I allow myself to receive all of the blessings that God promised through you in me. Because the blessings of Abraham will come to us through what? Through faith. Don't forget, what is faith? Christ. Are you sitting there with me? Every blessing comes to us through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. You are a blessed man. I say you are a blessed man. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No tongue that rises against you shall prosper. You shall condemn every tongue that rises against you. Every force that comes against you. You have power to condemn it. Righteous men, the Bible says, are bold as a lion. I decree boldness upon your life this morning. Come on, stand up. I decree boldness upon your life. Proverbs 28, the Bible says, The righteous, they are as bold as a lion. I refuse you to be intimidated. I refuse you to be frightened. I refuse you to be intimidated by any power yet created or uncreated. I demand this morning that God's life and power and grace will flow in and through you through the knowledge of God's word. Begin to pray this morning. Knowing that you are a righteous man and take authority now over any power, over every spirit, anything that is working contrary to your life, take authority against it right now. Begin to pray. Open your mouth and talk to God. The Bible tells us no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He said, this is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. Whatever it is, rebuke it. Take authority against it. Bring it down. You are a righteous man. This is the blessings of Abraham. Abraham was not sick. Abraham, despite his age, could still live. You got the blessings of Abraham. In Christ Jesus, you have it. Glory to God. He is the source of my faith. He is the source of my life. He is my righteousness. He was made sick that I might be made righteous. Take authority over that spirit. The Bible says you have the mouth to condemn it. You have the right to condemn it. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me. Yes, 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 yes. Their righteousness is of me. Glory to God. Hingiri prosante. Mabrosaka yemosanga. Morisante. What is it that is standing against you? Be provoked this morning. You have the righteousness of God. Be provoked this morning. You have the righteousness of God. Be provoked this morning. You have the righteousness of God. Let the power be demolished in your life. Let the spirit come out of you. Let the boldness arise in your spirit. Let that authority be revealed in you. You are righteous because God made you righteous. And the righteous, they are bold as a lion. Hallelujah. 
you can receive the spirit of the living God. The Bible tells us through faith that we might receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can receive it. You can receive it right now. Right now you can receive it. You can receive it. You are a blessed man with the gift of the Spirit. Your desirement will come at this moment. Your desirement will spring forth. Your desirement will spring forth. Your desirement will spring forth. No power can stand against you. You are a walking righteous person. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, you have been so good. You are so good to me. My Lord, you are excellent. In my life every day. You Lord, you are been so good. You are so good to us. My Lord, you are excellent. In my life, in our life, oh Lord, you are been so good. Yes, Lord, you are so good to us. No, Lord, you are excellent in my life every day. No, Lord, you are been so good. You are so good to us. My Lord, you are excellent in our life. If you're sick, lay your hands on that spot. The Bible said Jesus went about doing good. How he was anointed. One of the things he did was to demolish the power of sickness in the life of people. Just put your hands on that spot as I pray. Father God, you alone is such a good God. Healing belongs to you. Deliverance belongs to you. Heal your people, even right now. Heal all sicknesses and infirmities. The Bible says you took our infirmities upon yourself. We believe that Jesus was righteous because you took our infirmities upon your life. Let every sickness go. Hallelujah. Let every sickness disappear. Let every sickness disappear. Let every sickness disappear. Let every contrary spirit go out of the life of your people right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let it go. Let it go. Let all the powers be broken. Let every spirit that is contrary to the life and the will of God disappear from your life. Let sicknesses begin to go from your life. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Let the spirit turn loose from your life in the name of Jesus. Let your freedom be guaranteed right now. Thank you, my dear Father, for 
bless and we exalt your name. It is well with your children. It's well with you. In your spirit is well. In your soul is well. In your physical body is well. Let God's name be glorified in your life. Let it be exalted. Let it be magnified in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we'll pray. Amen.